Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks, changing millions of lives book by book. Please support our sponsor by purchasing books from Sourcebooks at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Reader, welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our steam train adventure, a trip back in time onto the world-famous 20th Century Limited Train, where we have to solve a puzzling mystery. Thank you for listening. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by the team at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore in California. As I've mentioned before, we're writing and recording our episodes from home this season, and as a result, things may sound a little bit different than usual. We're recording on microphones in our living room, and all of the people who voiced the many characters in this episode joined us over the internet from their living rooms. It was a lot of fun, but the audio quality may not be as good as if we'd recorded in a studio like normal. Thanks to Zencaster for making at-home and remote recording easy. And thank you to Resonate Recordings for making us sound our very best with expert mixing and mastery. Just like many of your schools, our bookstore is closed right now. But we're continuing to ship care packages and orders from our website, thereadingbug.com. You can order almost any book with us, for kids or grown-ups. We're also still shipping our Reading Bug Box subscription boxes. A selection of books and more, perfectly personalized to the unique age, interests, and reading level of the recipient, and delivered right to their doorstep. You can purchase a subscription at readingbugbox.com. And while our store remains closed, I'm doing story times on Facebook Live, and we've got a craft time project video that's posted every Sunday. Join us at facebook.com readingbug. Thank you to our sponsors and to all of you for your support. It's because of all of you that we've been able to continue writing new episodes and songs and continue making our podcast, even in these uncertain times. You are all a part of what makes the Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, are you ready for an exciting steam train adventure with me and the Reading Bug? Wonderful. Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly. It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Reader, you made it. I sure am happy to see you, and I can't wait for the reading bug to arrive, too. I've got no clue where we'll be adventuring today, but the reading bug does, and she can let us in on the secret when she gets here. You haven't seen her, have you? She should have been here already, but as usual, she seems to be running a little late. Hey, Lauren, reader, I'm here, I'm here. I'm super sorry that I'm late today. It's just that I was so busy reading that I lost track of the time. (laughs) Get it? Track? Track? Um, no, Reading Bug, I'm afraid I don't get it. Do you, Reader? 
Oh, but of course, you haven't been reading all these great books like I have. You don't have any idea where we're going on our adventure today, do you? That's right. We're totally in the dark. Was track a hint, reading bug? Yes, yes, yes. It sure was. And a pretty good hint, if I do say so myself. Oh, I have a feeling you're going to love today's adventure, Lauren. I've been really looking forward to it, and I can't wait to punch your tickets to our next destination. Oh, now you're getting me excited too, Reading Bug. Where are we going? Are you going to tell us? Well, I could tell you, but what would be the fun in that? No, I think it's better to have you guess. Don't you, Reader? I'll tell you the names of the books in my book bag, and you can guess where we'll be going today, okay? First is the book I was just reading, On the Blue Comet by Rosemary Wells. And then I've also got I'm Fast by Kate and Jim McMullen. Oh, I know! Are we going to outer space again, Reading Bug, on a really fast rocket ship? That's a good guess, Lauren. But no, we're not going back to outer space. Don't you remember how dangerous that adventure was? We almost got stuck on the moon. Here, here's a few more books from my book bag. All Aboard ABC by Doug McGee and Robert Newman, Thea Stilton and the Mystery on the Orient Express, and Chugga Chugga Choo Choo by Kevin Lewis. Chugga Chugga Choo Choo? Hmm, I think I get it. Do you, reader? What makes a Chugga Chugga Choo Choo sound and moves around on a track? A train, right? You're right! And the Orient Express was one of the most famous trains of all time. It ran from Paris, France, to Istanbul, Turkey. So, then we must be going on a train adventure today. Is that right, Reading Bug? Yes, yes, yes! I've been reading all about trains. Big ones and little ones, trains powered by coal, trains powered by steam, and trains powered by electricity. Trains that cross entire countries and other commuter trains that just run across a city. All these books have really got me excited about going on a train adventure with you. Oh, wow, how fun! I love trains, ever since I was a little girl. What train should we ride? Where will it take us? Well, I've been reading about some really special kinds of trains. Trains that take passengers on great long-distance rides over multiple days. These trains are a lot like hotels, except on wheels. They have sleeper cars where passengers can lie down and sleep at night, restaurant cars for eating, Lounge cars for relaxing, observation cars for passengers to enjoy the view as they speed by, and sometimes even amenities like barbers, shoe shines, and shopping. Some trains, my favorite trains of course, even have library cars. Oh, how I'd love to ride on one of these long-distance passenger trains. As for which one, though, I'm not sure. There are so many interesting trains and places. Now and in the past, I haven't made up my mind. Which one should we visit? The Orient Express is one of the most famous passenger trains, known for its incredible service. But there are also super-fast bullet trains in Japan, the legendary Super Chief train that ran from California to Illinois, or the Royal Scotsman with incredible views of Scotland. Oh, there are so many of them that it's difficult to choose! Well, which one is your favorite, Reading Bug? My favorite? Oh, that's such a hard question, Lauren. But I guess I'd have to say... The 20th Century Limited. It's one of the most famous American trains, and it ran between New York City's Grand Central Station and Chicago, Illinois, from the 1930s through the 1960s. Ooh, the 20th Century Limited. 
What a great name. And what a great train. Why is it your favorite? I love it mostly because of the look of its locomotive. It's unlike any other train I've seen. It was built almost 100 years ago, but even now looks futuristic and sleek. At first, the 20th Century Limited was a steam-powered train. And seeing pictures of the train with huge billows of white steam pouring out of the top, it looks incredible. I can't really explain it. You'll just have to see it for yourself. I guess we will. It sounds like you've decided, Reading Bug. Let's go visit the 20th Century Limited steam train. You're right, Lauren. I have decided. We're going on a steam train adventure today. Back in time to ride the 20th Century Limited. Lauren, reader, are you ready to get started on our adventure? Oh, yes. But wait, before we go, did everyone bring their crayons and paper? Just like the illustrators of the books we read, we'll draw pictures of our adventures so that we can share what we see with our friends and families. And it sounds like this is a really special looking train, so we'll want to be sure to draw it. Having paper and crayons can be useful for other reasons, too. In Lander and Sam and the Blue Strike Bandits by Michael Bell, a boy named Henry Shipley was traveling with his mom and his baby sister on a train named the Lake Erie Shoreliner. Henry took a sketchbook on the train, and it came in very handy when his friend went missing. He used his sketchbook to draw pictures of the suspects and to take notes, too. If you don't have your crayons and paper, don't worry. You can pause the adventure and get them now. It sounds like the 20th Century Limited had a pretty long route, all the way from New York to Chicago. So we'll probably be sitting on the train for several hours. Before we go, I think we should do some stretching exercises to make sure we're all stretched out before we start our train ride. Great idea, Lauren. Although, I don't think we'll be sitting too much. I want to explore all the cars of the train. Let's all stretch out together, reader. That's it. Stand up, unless you're buckled into your car or cozy in your bed, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect! Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Oh yeah, thanks for those stretches, Lauren. They felt great. It's always a good idea to stretch before you train. <laughs> <laughs> good one, reading bug. Okay then, what are we waiting for? The engine is huffing and chuffing, and it's time to begin our steam train adventure. Magic book bag, we're ready to go. From NYC to Chicago. We're feeling curious, excited, and adventurous. So take us back in time to ride the 20th century. Wow, look, reader. The reading bug's magic book bag is getting bigger, and bigger, and bigger. It's growing big enough to fit us all inside. And there are pictures and words and stories floating around in there, all from the train books the reading bug brought with her. Look inside, what do you see? I see old-fashioned horse-drawn trains on wooden rails, steam-powered trains with big white puffs of smoke coming out of the locomotive engine in the front, and sleek, modern electric trains moving quickly on tracks made of iron and steel. I see red, yellow, and green electric signals dotting the train tracks, black and white railroad crossing signs, train stations with curved roofs rising high above the platforms where passengers are boarding the trains, 
and very long freight trains with all different kinds of cars. And floating among all the pictures, I see lots of new and unusual words like monorail, hopper cars, junctions, switches, funiculars, and trams. Okay, everybody. Are you ready to jump into the book bag and start our adventure? Great! Hop three times with me, then when I yell, all aboard, we'll hop into the magic book bag together. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, all aboard! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? The magic book bag is soaring high up into the sky, higher and higher and higher. Our houses are getting smaller and smaller as we travel high above them. We're traveling across the United States to New York, I think. And we're traveling back in time, too, see? My watch is going backwards. Hey, look! I see waterways between clusters of large gray-brown and brick-colored buildings sitting on islands below us. And there's bridges that connect the islands to one another and boats sailing in the water all around them. That must be New York City, because look, I see the Statue of Liberty. From up here, it looks pretty small, but it's a very big statue. The podium and the statue are more than 305 feet tall. That's as tall as a 30-story building. The statue is green, and it's the image of a lady, Lady Liberty, who's dressed in robes. She's holding a torch above her head with her right hand, and in her left hand, she's holding a tablet inscribed with Roman numerals for July 4th, 1776, the date of the United States Declaration of Independence from England. Beautiful! I read in Her Left Foot by Dave Eggers that the Statue of Liberty represents the freedom and liberty of the United States democracy. The torch she holds stands for knowledge that enlightens the world. There are also broken chains at her feet that symbolize how the United States broke free from English tyranny. There she goes! Goodbye, Lady Liberty! And now we're heading into New York City, right to Grand Central Station. You're right. Look, reader. It's a gorgeous stone building with 10 columns and three arches in the front. On the top of the building, there is a very big clock that is surrounded by statues of three Greek gods that represent the virtues of the railroad. Mercury for speed, Hercules for strength, and Minerva for intellect. We're not stopping here, though. The book bag is racing off again, speeding along the train tracks below us and looking for our train. You're right. And there it is, the 20th Century Limited. Look, Lauren, look, reader, didn't I tell you it was a magnificent looking train? Oh, yes, I see it, reading bug, and it is magnificent. There's a giant plume of white steam pouring out the top of the locomotive and trailing over the length of the train cars behind it. The locomotive in front looks like something out of a space adventure or science fiction movie. It's a pretty dull silver color, and it's shaped like a rocket ship lying on its side, with a single large light right in the middle. There's a long, sleek grill at the front with a tiny window for the conductor to see out of the top. The train is traveling quickly and smoothly across the countryside. And we're heading right for it! You're right! Looks like we're about to land! Hopefully the book bag will take us inside the train and not on top or in front of it. Everyone, hold on. There, we've landed. 
and feel that vibration under us, I think we made it into the train. Mmm, it sure smells good in here. Can you smell that? It smells like warm bread and wood grills and spicy sizzling food. Yes, I sure can. It's making my mouth water. Where are we? Let's hop on out of the book bag and see. Follow me. Oh, wow. Look, it looks like we're in the restaurant, doesn't it, Reader? Yes, except it's a very long and narrow restaurant. And if you look out the windows, the scenery is zipping by. A dining car, just like I read about. On either side of the dining car, there's tables with long white tablecloths and chairs and people sitting in them and eating. And just like in a restaurant, a waiter is serving the passengers. And the food he's serving looks and smells delicious. Long-distance trains often have very good restaurants to serve meals to hungry passengers. And the 20th Century Limited was no exception. The train carried some of the most influential, famous, and important people of the day. Actors, business tycoons, and politicians. And the dining car's menu included caviar, filet mignon, and even lobster. Hey, you! How did you get in here? I pride myself on knowing all the passengers on this train, and none of you are passengers. My apologies, Mr. Wrigley. So sorry for the disruption. I'm very sorry, Miss Davis. We'll get this resolved quickly. Please continue your meal and enjoy another round of drinks on the 20th Century Limited. You, follow me now. Uh-oh. I'm not sure the passengers and crew of this train are happy to see us here, Reading Bug. Now, who are you, stowaways, and what are you doing on my train? Besides disrupting my important passengers' meals, identify yourselves quickly or you'll be turned over to the authorities at our next stop. Oh, no, I'm terribly sorry, sir. We meant no harm. My name is Lauren, and this is the reading bug and our reader friend. Using her magic book bag, the reading bug takes us on amazing adventures to all of the places that she reads about. And she really wanted to visit the 20th Century Limited today so we could see, in person, how magnificent it is. We've only seen the outside of the train and a bit of the dining car so far, but it really is a beautiful train. Young lady, flattery will get you everywhere. My name is Christopher, and I am the Pullman Conductor on the 20th Century Limited. My crew of porters and I attend to all the passengers on this train, and the train is populated with tycoons, Broadway actors, movie stars, and politicians. We attend to every detail for every passenger, giving each of them the red carpet treatment on our overnight train ride. The 20th Century Limited is a beautiful train, a magnificent ride, and a wonder of technology, and I'm proud to be its conductor. Like I said, I know every passenger on this trip by name. But I don't believe you or any of your friends have purchased tickets for this train ride. Am I right? Well, yes, you're right that we haven't bought tickets. But you do know our names, now that we've told them to you. <laughs> well, you got me there. I suppose I can let you stay. The next stop won't be for another several hours, so I'm not sure I have a choice. Say, how would you like a tour of the train? I love showing her off. But most of the passengers have ridden so many times, they don't want to take a tour anymore. What do you say? We love a tour, Christopher. Okay, then it's settled. Follow me. You're not going to believe your eyes. This train is a marvel of modern technology. Modern technology? Say, Christopher, what year is it anyway? What year? Why, it's 1941, of course. What kind of question is that? Come on, you've already seen the dining car, but let me give you a peek into the kitchen galley. 
The kitchen galley takes up about one-fourth of the dining car. It's smaller than the kitchen in most homes, but it has been designed for maximum efficiency. Next, we'll start our tour heading this way, towards the locomotive. At the very front of the train is the locomotive. It's a steam engine powered by coal. The coal is carried behind the locomotive, and when it burns, it heats the water in the boiler. The hot water produces steam, which powers the turning of the wheels on the train. It's a fast ride, but we're not looking for speed. This train is all about comfort. This train is designed for long-distance travel. That means that we have sleeping cars. Sleeping cars have small cubicles that we call roomettes. Inside each roomette, there is seating for one or two passengers. The sleeper car also has toilets and showers for roomette passengers to use. Our VIP guests will often buy a roomette ticket so they can sleep more comfortably on their overnight trip. But how do we get from the dining car to the sleeping car while the train is moving? I know the answer to that question, Lauren. I read in How Trains Work by Clive Clifford that there are sliding doors at the end of each car. Each door opens onto a covered platform called a vestibule which lets passengers pass between the cars without being exposed to the elements and keeps them from tumbling off the train. Each train car is hitched to the one in front of it and the one behind it, using something called a coupler that allows the train operator to switch the train's configuration, move or remove train cars, or add new cars whenever they need to. That's right, Bug. Why don't you follow me and I'll take you to the sleeper cars to show you what the roomettes look like inside. Passenger trains generally don't have more than 10 cars. That's really different from freight trains that have hundreds of cars. Some freight trains are more than a mile long. Okay, here we are. This is one of our sleeper cars. I'll show you the roomette right over here. Number 10, since it's unoccupied. Neat! I read all about these roomettes, but where would someone sleep in here? Yeah, it's a smallish room with two cushioned seats and some overhead storage for luggage. But there's no bed to sleep on, and that seat couldn't fit someone lying down. Correct. Right now, this is a comfy sitting room where two people can sit for a conversation or to have a tasty breakfast and coffee first thing in the morning. But at night, watch this. Look, the bed pulls down from the wall right over the seats. Cool! Wow! Now that looks like something I could sleep on. Much better. Christopher? Christopher? Uh, I thought that was your voice I heard. I, uh, oh, so sorry. I, I didn't realize this room was taken. Pardon my interruption. No problem, Dr. Hennessy. I was just giving these guests the grand tour. How can I help you, sir? Again, apologies for my interruption. My name is Harvey Hennessy. Dr. Harvey Hennessy, I am on my way to the annual meeting of the Entomological Society of America, which is being held this year in Chicago. What's an entomologist? Oh, Lauren, that's an easy one. Entomologists are scientists who study insects like me. Like you? Who said... Oh, hello there, little bug. Uh, You're right. That's exactly what an entomologist is. And as an entomologist, I can say that I've never seen a bug like you before. I get that a lot. What are you doing on this train? We're here to see the famous 20th Century Limited. That's right. She's been reading all about trains. 
and the train books in her book bag brought us here on our adventure today. Books? Yes. She's a reading bug. A reading bug? Fascinating. And what a remarkable specimen. I mean, creature. Uh, uh, a friend. <laughs> uh, perhaps we could continue this conversation over dinner. Just the few of us? Christopher? I was hoping I could be seated in the dining car in the next few minutes. I'm famished. Of course, Doctor. I always take care of my regular guests. You know that. Just tell Brian in the dining car to seat you at the corner table. There's enough room there for all of you. Thank you. Please join me at my table if you can, once you've finished Christopher's tour. Thank you for the offer, Dr. Hennessy. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Making friends already. It's easy to do on the 20th century. If you follow me this way, I'll show you more. Here is the on-train barber shop where passengers can get a trim on their journey. And over there, secretarial services are available. Just because they're on a train doesn't mean business stops. Many of the moguls on our train need to conduct urgent business while riding with us. What? Closed? Mon Dieu, this is terrible. I simply must send a telegram. Ah, Christophe, mi amour, can you possibly help? Of course I can help. Lauren, reader, reading bug. This is Madame Aurelie Magnifique. She is a world-renowned French designer and a frequent guest on the 20th century. Madame Magnifique, I was just admiring your beautiful red cape. It's covered with pretty black dots. It reminds me of something but I can't quite put my finger on it. Oui, oui, of course it does. I'm sure that it reminds you of the tiny cochinelet on your shoulder. Ladybug print is the thing this year. In Paris, everyone who is anyone is wearing ladybug's print scarves, jackets, shoes, and tights, and it will soon be true in New York and Chicago too. Last year, it was leopard print, but this year, ooh la la, it's red with black dots everywhere, on everything. You are very much a trendsetter, my little friend, and so is your handbag. Handbag? Oh, <laughs> you mean the Reading Bug's magic book bag. Oui, oui. That beautiful bag with the ladybug dots could make us a fortune. And did you say magic? C'est fantastique. Tell me. What kind of new material is this? And how much will it cost to buy it from you? I'll pay anything. Oh, I'm sorry. This bag is not for sale. It is definitely one of a kind, and we need it. Your interest is flattering, but I'm going to have to politely decline. You will decline? Did you not hear that I would pay anything? Mind my words, if you refuse to work with me, then I will find another way to discover your magic secrets. I promise. And you'll be sorry when I beat you to the stores with my La Cochinelle line of handbags. Reader, did Madame Magnifique just threaten us? I wouldn't worry too much about Aurelie. Her bark is worse than her bite. I'm sure we'll find her happily dining on oysters and wine in just a few minutes. Let's continue the tour. Here's the lounge car. 
just look out the windows at the remarkable view of the cityscapes and countryside. After dinner, we have automatic record-changing phonographs playing music for the guests. You should be sure to stop by then. Wow, this is luxurious, isn't it, Reader? And crowded. Yes, this is the before-dinner crowd, a popular spot on the train to meet and greet, to see and be seen. Reader, look! There are small sofas and tables scattered around the lounge car, each one full of happy chatting passengers. It's hard to believe we're on a train, except the sofas and tables are bolted to the floor so that they won't slip and slide when the train is moving. And there are large windows so that we can see the sights that we are passing as the train chugs by. Ah, looks like you've got more guests on your world-famous 20th century limited tour. Is that right, Christopher? I've taken the tour a few times myself, haven't I? Always a delight. The name is Maisie, Maisie Mox, and I'm a travel writer for the Chicago Tribune. Can I ask what brings you aboard the 20th Century Limited this evening? Are you famous movie performers, perhaps? Or do you own a booming business? Hi, Maisie. So nice to meet you. I'm Lauren, and this is the reading bug and our reader friend. I'm afraid we're not as interesting as the movie stars and business moguls on this train. We're adventurers. Yeah. Adventurers and train aficionados. We're here on an adventure together to experience a ride on the famous 20th Century Limited. You see, on each adventure we travel together to the time and place that's in the books I've been reading, which I bring with me here in my magic book bag. Magic book bag? Time travel? Surely you can't be serious. Can you imagine the stories I could write if I could travel anywhere, anytime I wanted to? But. But no, such things simply aren't possible, are they? Well, of course they're possible. Oh no, I, I apologize for this. You're about to meet... Ollie Oops, inventor extraordinaire. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet me, I am sure. As you well know, Maisie dear, I began studying time travel when I read The Time Machine by H.G. Wells as a child. For centuries, people like me have been researching how to use a vehicle or other device to travel forward or backward through time and space. Of course, I've invented other things along the way. The oopsie-daisy, the alley-oops, and who can forget the oops-scoops? But now my considerable brain is exclusively focused on the riddle of time travel. Say, how did we get on this subject anyway? The reading bug was just telling me how she uses her magic book bag to travel wherever she wants an adventure. Isn't that right, reading bug? Well... A bag? I myself have come up with many designs for a time machine, but a bag? I'm not sure how that would work. Uh, unfortunately, despite my inventive genius, I can't find an investor to fund my research. Everyone is a skeptic these days. If only I could show them a working prototype. A time-traveling bag, you say? Sure, we've taken adventures too. No, no, Maisie, Mr. Oops, there's nothing magical about this bag. Of course it can't travel through time and space and take us on adventures. The reading bug has a very active imagination. As she said, she reads a lot of great books. But... Reading bug, I'm not sure we want to share the secrets of our magic book bag with a reporter like Maisie or an inventor like Mr. Oops. They both seem a little too interested, don't you think? I love reading too, reading bug. I'm always reading books that feature exotic locations, planning for my next story, I guess. Are you heading to dinner soon? 
I'm headed there now. Maybe we can swap suggestions for our favorite books over dinner. That sounds great. We'll see you there. The only thing I love more than talking about books is reading them. Wonderful. And trust me, you're miles and miles more interesting than the stuffy actors and businessmen on this train. See you soon. The dining car, you say? Wonderful. I think I'll join you then, Maisie dear. Oh, great. And that, I'm afraid, is the end of our tour. What did you think? That was, was amazing. Thank you. Her locomotive shines, steam pours from her stack. Coal is burning, pistons turning, hugging the track. She's the most amazing train that I've ever seen. We're moving now, let's chug along while blowing off steam. Chug, chug, we're riding on the train. Chug, chug. The pistons move when boiling water turns into steam. With chug-a-chug-a, woo, she takes off like a dream. Chug-chug, we're riding on the train. Chug-chug, over mountains, cross the plain. Chug-chug, heavy wheels spinning round. Listen as she lets off puffin', chuffin' sounds. Chug-chug, we're riding on the train. Chug-chug. Chuffin' sounds Chug, chug We're riding on the train Chug, chug Through sun or sleet or rain Chug, chug This locomotive is a dream So come on all aboard And ride the steam train with me It's just like I read A luxury traveling experience On a fast-moving, impeccably designed train So, where next? Are you heading back to the dining car to dine with Dr. Hennessy? Or would you like to stay here in the lounge? My tummy is grumbling. Let's grab some dinner. I can still smell it, even from here. Yes, and Maisie said she'd be there too to chat about great books with me. Excellent choice. You will not be disappointed by the meal or the service in our world-class dining car. Right this way. Here we are, back in the dining car. Brian, take excellent care of these passengers, my friends, tonight. But of course, we shall make sure you're treated to the finest of meals. Lauren, reader, look. All these people we met are in the dining car with us. Dr. Hennessy is at the corner table, and Maisie is seated at the table to his right, looking less than thrilled to be eating with Mr. Oops. And Madame Magnifique has a table and a bottle of wine all to herself just over there. Most passengers dine a little later on the 20th century, ma'am, so you should have a very comfortable meal with just a few other passengers this evening. Let's get you seated at the table by the window here. Then, if you want to speak with any of your friends, you can join them at their tables. Thank you, Brian. It'll be nice to put the book bag down for a little bit and sit. I've been carrying it around this whole time. Let's see what's on the menu. 
Christopher, why don't you join us and you can tell us more about the history of the 20th Century Limited and its passengers. Brian will make sure you're well taken care of. Thanks for indulging my grand tour. But now I'm afraid I need to attend to my other duties and passengers. I'm more than happy to... Hey! My books! They're... they're gone! Oh no, not again. Not again? Yes. Lauren, reader, reading bug. We've had some trouble since the train left the station, I'm afraid. A number of our guests have reported that their books have gone missing. All kinds of books. Travel books, picture books, fantasies, science fiction, mysteries, thrillers, biographies, memoirs. They have all simply vanished. And now it looks like it may have happened again. Ollie, give them back this minute. Those were my favorite books, my prized possessions. How dare you accuse me? Well, who else could it be? I turned around for one minute and now they're gone. I'm insulted. And besides, I only read books about time travel. What need do I have for books about regular travel? Missing books? How awful! Yes, it's a mystery and a stain on my spotless record as Pullman conductor. A mystery? But Reading Bug, reader, maybe we can help. Great idea, Lauren. After all, we solved the mystery of the missing flowers in our garden adventure, didn't we, reader? Let's go talk to Maisie and see what happened. Come on, Ollie. Who else could it be? I know it was you. Give me my books back. Maisie, Maisie, what happened? Your books were taken? Yes, yes, my precious books. I brought them with me so that I could show them to the reading bug, and now they're gone. Among them was a copy of The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain, dedicated to me by my grandmother. And now this buffoon has stolen all of them. I've done no such thing. Mr. Oops, don't worry. We're here to help get to the bottom of this. While you may not be the culprit, you are definitely a suspect. In fact, everyone in this train car is a suspect. If the books were taken here, then one of the passengers in this dining car must have taken them. Reading Bug, you're right. Someone in this car right now must be a book thief. Mr. Oops, Dr. Hennessy, Madame Magnifique, or even Maisie herself must be the one taking the books. Me? But what about Christopher, or Brian, or even you? You said yourself you like to read, and your, your reader friend. You're right. We're all suspects. Even though I know that neither the reading bug, our reader friend, nor I was involved. Reading bug, come with me for a minute. Speaking of book thieves, reading bug, you'd better go grab your book bag. With a book thief on the loose and nearby, you don't want anyone stealing your precious books. Great idea, Lauren. I'm so excited about getting back to the book I was reading, Thea Stilton and the Mystery on the Orient Express. Maybe reading a train mystery will give me some ideas about how to solve the mystery of burgled books. I can't wait to dive into my book bag. I'll go back to our table and get it, and I'll be sure to keep it with me at all times. At least until the book thief is found. Now, where should we start? Lauren, reader, my book bag, it's gone! Gone? You mean... Yes, gone, vanished, disappeared, along with all of the incredible books inside! Oh no, but Reading Bug, that means... That we can't go home unless we solve the mystery and find my book bag. Exactly. The good news is that whoever's stealing the books must be on this train with us. So we'll just need to use our sleuthing skills and figure out who's got your book bag. But the bad news is, 
Once the train stops in Chicago and everyone disembarks, the thief may be gone forever and my book bag with them. You're right. Reader, if we can't solve the mystery before the train stops in Chicago, we may be stuck here for good. I think now is a good time to pause our adventure while we prepare for the difficult detective work in front of us, don't you? The good news is we already have a list of suspects. The book thief has to be on this train. Reader, do you think Ollie Oops might be the one stealing the books from the passengers on this train? Or maybe it was Madame Aurélie Magnifique. She really likes the ladybug print of my book bag. Or Dr. Hennessy, the entomologist. Or it could have been Maisie, the travel writer. Christopher, the conductor. Or even Brian, our waiter. Oh my, we've really got a lot of work to do if we hope to solve this mystery. I'm going to pause our adventure for a brief message about today's sponsor. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute. Hello, families. Get ready for a thrilling adventure with Culture Kids Podcast. Join us as we unlock wonders of the world, embarking on a journey through culture, traditions, and languages, all while having a blast with your whole family. We cover different topics, like different greetings around the world, and K-pop, Texas barbecue, and even Pokemon! Ignite curiosity, broaden horizons, and inspire empathy in your children with interviews from people all over the world, providing diverse perspectives that your whole family can learn from. Let Culture Kids Podcast be your passport to a global education where learning and fun go hand in hand. And that's Culture Kids Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Got it. See you there. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Today's episode was sponsored by Sourcebooks and their awesome How to Catch series. Lauren, Lauren, you'll never believe it. Reading bug, calm down and just wait a minute. I was thanking this episode's sponsor, Sourcebooks. But Lauren, I caught one. Caught one? Caught one what, reading bug? I caught a unicorn. <laughs> a unicorn? Reading bug, really? Stop pulling my leg and let me finish this. <gasps> Whoa! You really did catch a unicorn. But how did you do that? Ha-ha! I've been reading How to Catch a Unicorn by Adam Wallace, of course. That's part of the How to Catch series, right? And you're telling me it really teaches you how to catch a... Yes, yes, yes! What do you think I should read next? Maybe How to Catch a Mermaid or How to Catch a Monster? I'm not sure if you really want to catch a monster reading bug. It looks like the books are pretty good. Oh, they are. Not only are the books super fun, they're educational, too. The books inspire kids to use science to build traps and more. With more than one and a half million copies sold, the How to Catch brand entertains and delights kids and parents. I'm thrilled to recommend all of the books. Each book in the series has an activity guide, 
Plus, there's a scavenger hunt that kids and parents can do at home that features all of the mythical creatures in the How to Catch books. And as a special treat, many of our Reading Bug Box subscribers will receive a copy of the scavenger hunt in their personalized boxes this month. Lauren, I gotta go. I can't wait to catch more creatures. Okay, Reading Bug, have fun. And be sure to let that unicorn go. And reader, you'll be sure to check out the How to Catch series from our wonderful sponsor, Sourcebooks, changing millions of lives book by book. Available at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Sourcebooks for their support. Oh, reader, you're back. And not a moment too soon. This train is moving quickly and every minute gets us closer to our final stop in Chicago, where all the passengers will be able to leave the train. That's right, Lauren. And if they leave the train, we'll never be able to solve the mystery and figure out who has been stealing everyone's books. And my magic book bag, too. And if we can't find the Reading Bug's magic book bag, we'll have no way of getting back home. We'll be stuck here in the 1940s forever. We could really use your help, Reader. You've helped us solve mysteries before, like the mystery of the missing flowers in our garden adventure. So we'll need your quick thinking if we're going to solve this mystery before we run out of time. Do you have any idea who done it? We know it must have been someone else on the train with us. No one has been able to get on or off this train since we arrived. In fact, we know the thief is someone in this dining car with us. Because both Maisie's travel books and my book bag went missing when we were all together right here. Reader, do you think the book bag thief could be Madame Aurélie Magnifique, the fashion designer? Remember when she saw my book bag, she said... Mind my words, if you refuse to work with me, then I will find another way to discover your magic secrets. I promise. And you'll be sorry when I beat you to the stars with my La Cochinelle line of handbags. You're right. That sure sounded like a threat to me, didn't it, reader? But maybe Ollie Oops, the inventor, stole the bag and the books. When Maisie's books were stolen, he was the only other person at the table with her. And he was really interested in your book bag, too, wasn't he, Reading Bug? Remember what he said? Unfortunately, despite my inventive genius, I can't find an investor to fund my research. Everyone is a skeptic these days. If I could only show them a working prototype. A time-traveling bag, you say? Yes, I do remember that. Stealing our bag to understand its time-traveling secrets would definitely be a motive for Mr. Oops, too. Motive? Yes. In every mystery I've read, the culprit has a motive, which is a reason why he or she committed the crime they were accused of. And Mr. Oops' interest in time travel is definitely a motive. Well, then Maisie Marks, the travel writer for the Chicago Tribune, had a motive too, didn't she? Remember, she said... Magic book bag? Time travel? Surely you can't be serious. Can you imagine the stories I could write if I could travel anywhere, anytime I wanted to? You're right. She did say that. But her travel books were stolen just before my book bag. Maybe that was a distraction to give her the opportunity to take your bag. But, oh, then there was Dr. Hennessy, the entomologist. He wasn't too interested in your books or book bag, but he was really interested in you, Reading Bug. When he met you, he said... As an entomologist, I can say I've never seen a bug like you before. Fascinating. And what a remarkable specimen. I mean, creature. Uh, uh, friend. Yes, you're right, Lauren. 
They are all suspects. And don't forget the waiter, Brian. He was here too, and Christopher the conductor. Although, I don't know if either one had a motive. I think we should consider them to be suspects until we learn more. Oh, and here comes Christopher now. Oh, this is terrible. Lauren, reading bug, reader, my sincere apologies for your missing books. A number of our guests had already reported that their books had gone missing. All kinds of books, travel books, picture books, fantasies, science fiction, mysteries, thrillers, biographies, memoirs, and now this. A dark stain on my spotless record as Pullman conductor. How I wish we had a cinder dick on board to get to the bottom of this. A cinder dick? What on earth is that? Oh, I know, Lauren. I read in Lantern Sam and the Blue Streak Bandit that a cinder dick is a railroad detective, a person who investigates thefts that occur on a train. Christopher, the reading bug, our reader friend, and I are terrific mystery solvers. We'll be your railroad detectives today. Yes, I've read lots and lots and lots of books about detectives. Nancy Drew, The Hardy Boys, Timmy Failure, Cam Jensen, and Encyclopedia Brown. And we've already got a list of suspects. You do? Wonderful. That's a great idea. If you can solve this mystery, it would go a long way toward restoring our passengers' confidence in the 20th Century Limited. And me. How can I help? Well, since I'm afraid you're a suspect too, Christopher, you can help by telling us everything you know. Yes, yes, of course, Lauren. As you know, this train started from Grand Central Terminal in New York City. We were only 30 minutes into our journey when I received the first report of missing books. A wealthy couple in roomette number 17 had misplaced the novels they were reading. My staff helped search their compartment, but we could not find the missing books. At the time, I thought nothing of it. But shortly afterwards, more passengers' books began to disappear. How strange! It sure was. Minutes later, an autobiography about Mr. Brooks was stolen. From Mr. Brooks. Next, it was a picture book that was purchased as a present for the newly arrived Pimpleton baby, followed by a science fiction collection from the luggage of T. Rod Lipton. Then, a mystery from Mr. Mason, a thriller from Dr. Jackson, and a fantasy from poor Miss Lewis. Books of every sort disappearing without a trace. And where were you, Christopher, when the books disappeared? My porters kept bringing me reports of the missing literature. But for most of the first two hours of our trip, I was here in the dining car. You see, Brian had spilled a large bowl of spaghetti sauce, and he and I worked tirelessly to clean it up, so we would not need to delay the train's dinner service. You have an alibi? Alibi? Yes, that's a claim that a suspect was somewhere else and therefore could not have committed the crime that they're being accused of. Oh, I see. So if Christopher was in the dining car cleaning up sauce when the other books went missing, like he says he was, he couldn't possibly be the book thief, right? Exactly. Oh, well, yes, that's great. Brian, come here and tell these passengers about the spilled sauce. The, the spilled sauce? Well, it's a little embarrassing, but okay. You see, I was startled by a large spider hanging from the ceiling, causing me to spill spaghetti sauce all over the dining car. Thankfully, Christopher helped me get it cleaned up. But if you look closely, you can still see a bit of sauce on the chandelier. Reader, look! Brian's right! There are little red spots on the chandelier hanging above us. Spaghetti sauce! And how long did it take you to clean up this mess? Oh, must have been two hours at least. Great! If you and Christopher were in here when books were being stolen in other parts of the train, then neither of you could possibly be our book. Of course it wasn't me. 
but at least you now have the proof you need. Great detective work, you three, but I'm afraid you're going to need to work faster to clear these other suspects. We'll be in Chicago in no time. Yes, yes, of course. Reader, reading bug, if Christopher and Brian aren't the book thieves, then who is? Christopher, do you know if any of the passengers who are now in this car right now might have been near the passengers who reported the missing books? You mean Ms. Marks, Dr. Hennessy, Mr. Oops, or Madame Magnifique? Hmm, I'm not sure. They all have roomettes at the front of the train, which is where all of the missing books disappeared from. And they're all a bit eccentric. But a book thief? I just can't imagine it. Although... Yes? I'm sure it's nothing, but I did receive some complaints that Mr. Oops was wandering around and bothering other passengers with questions while they were trying to relax. Mr. Oops! He was the one at Maisie's table when her books went missing, remember? Reader, do you think he could be our book thief? Let's find out! Follow me! Excuse me, Ollie? Uh, Mr. Oops? We were wondering if you might be able to answer a few questions for us about the disappearing books. He took them. I'm sure of it. No one else was at the table with me when my books went missing. Ms. Marks, we understand you're upset, but I promise we're trying to solve this mystery and get your books back. We just need to ask a few questions. I already told you I had nothing to do with the book's disappearance. Do you really think that I, Ollie Oops, inventor of the Loops the Oops, could be a common book thief? Mr. Oops, we heard that you were seen near the roomettes where several books went missing at the beginning of this train ride. In fact, several passengers complained that you were pestering them with questions. Is that true? Pestering? Never! I was... Networking. As I told you earlier, I'm looking for funding for my latest invention, a time travel machine. And the roomettes on the 20th Century Limited are full of rich and famous passengers. I spent a small fortune for a roomette on this train in the hopes that I could befriend a new investor. While you were busy making friends, some passengers' books were going missing nearby. Did you notice anything unusual or suspicious? Unusual? No, I... Actually, wait. I do remember seeing that doctor or professor, uh, uh, Hennessy, was it? Tiptoeing out of one of the roomettes looking very troubled. It looked awfully suspicious to me. Maybe you should question him instead of wasting your time ah! with... Sacre bleu! No, it cannot be, but I am innocent. Reader, reading bug. Did you hear that scream from Madame Magnifique? <gasps> I wonder what it could be. There's no denying it. Those are books, and right next to your seat, Madame Magnifique. If the books aren't yours, how do you explain how they got there? Detectives, over here. Books? Did you hear that, reader? It sounds like Christopher may have found the book thief. Let's go see. Christopher, did you find the missing books? Lauren, reader, reading bug. I didn't find all the books, just these two but the others can't be far away. It looks like Madame Magnifique is the culprit. Two books, huh? Where did you find them? Well, I was walking past Madame Magnifique's table here when I nearly tripped over this. A book! Look! It's called Time Train by Paul Fleischmann. It was just lying here on the ground. Surprised we didn't see it before. Then I saw this. On the Blue Comet by Rosemary Wells. Reading bug, that's... It was right next to Madame Magnifique's bag. Never heard of On the Blue Comet before. 
Reading bug. Isn't that one of the books? In my book bag, yes. And there's a good reason Christopher hasn't heard of it. It hasn't been written yet. We're back in the 1940s, and the book won't be written for another 80 years. But how did it get here, near Madame Magnifique, and out of your book bag? It must have something to do with your book bag's disappearance. Oh, look! Lauren Reader Reading Bug, over here! Reader, it sounds like Maisie has found something now. Do you think it might be another clue? Let's go see. Maisie, did you find something? Another book, maybe? No, no. Not another book. I found this. It's a note, and it's addressed to you. See? I looked down, and it was just sitting here, right on top of my table. Although, I'm certain I didn't see anyone put it there. Look, Maisie has a folded up piece of paper, and on the front it says, To Lauren and Reader and the Bug Who Loves Reading. That's for us, for sure. It must be a clue. Well then, quickly open it and let's see what it says. Okay, okay. To Lauren and Reader and the Bug Who Loves Reading, if you seek a clue, join me now for a meeting. I'll be waiting alone in a car built for observing, and I'll tell you what I know, if you're deserving. I promise my clue will help solve this mystery and land me a spot in newspaper history. What do you think it all means, reader? Well, it looks like whoever wrote this has a clue to share with us. We just have to meet them in the car built for observing. The car built for observing? The observation car. I think you may be right, Lauren. You've heard about the little red caboose at the end of the freight trains, haven't you? Well, there are no cabooses on passenger trains. But I read in How Trains Work that the last car on a passenger train is usually an observation car. It's called an observation car because it has very large windows in the back, and sometimes overhead as well, that gives riders a panoramic view of the scenery that they are passing by. Yes, that must be it then. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Go to the back of the train to meet whoever wrote this note and to find a clue that will help us solve this mystery. Follow me. Quickly through the vestibule at the back of the dining car. Look, we're passing through a car that's filled with seats. Most of these seats are facing toward the front of the train, but a few of the seats have been flipped backwards so that they face the people sitting in the seat behind them. That lets four people talk to each other easily. There are a lot of passengers in the seats back here. This is the coach car, the most basic type of passenger car. It's also called a chair car because it is filled with row after row of seats, just like an airplane. Some chair cars have reclining seats, so it allows for easier sleeping by passengers who aren't traveling in a sleeping car. The next car is a coach car too. It looks the same as the last car. I think the observation car must be the next one. Come on. Hey, look at this. There's a rope across the vestibule and a sign. It says, observation is closed for a bit. Please turn around, find your seat and go sit. But if you are here for a clandestine meeting, then come right in. There's plenty of seating. What's a clandestine meeting? Clandestine means secret. I think that means us. We're here to meet someone in secret, so he or she can give us their clue. Let's go on in. Okay, reading bug. If you're sure, let's all cross the vestibule under the rope.
great. Wow, look, reader. This must be the observation car. It's amazing. There are big windows on either side of the car. In addition, there's one more row of windows that starts at the top of the first window and curves over the top of the train so that passengers can easily see the sky as well as the countryside. The back of the car is like a giant picture window. But Reading Bug, no one else is in the car yet. There's plenty of seating for us, though. Why don't we wait for our mystery person in the chairs next to the big picture window at the back of the car? They look so comfortable. And even though it's getting dark outside, the view from there is amazing. There are rolling green hills and lots of beautiful trees. Come on, this way. Wait, no, Lauren, reader, don't sit down. Slowly back away from those chairs. Reading bug, why shouldn't I sit down? They look so comfortable. Because look, there are big black spiders crawling all over the seats. And I think they may be super poisonous black widow spiders. Black widow, oh yikes, I see them. Maybe this is why the observation car was closed. We never should have come in here. Let's get out as fast as we can. Wait a second. Wait? Why would we wait, Reading Bug? You said yourself, these spiders are poisonous. I'm not so sure about that anymore, Lauren. I've looked more closely, and these spiders appear to be dark brown, not black. And they don't have a red spot on them either. Reading Bug, I'm not interested in whether these black widows are brown or black. I just want to get away from them. But Lauren, this is important detective work. In this case, color is very important. Black widows are always black, not brown, and they always have a red spot on their abdomen. So, I don't think these spiders are black widows after all. I've read about Steatota grossa, or false black widow spiders before. They are brown and don't have the same red markings that a real black widow spider has. There's no doubt that the sign on the observation car was for us, and the letter suggested we meet its writer here. Do you think maybe these spiders could have been put here to scare us into thinking they were poisonous black widows? But they're not really poisonous at all. But why would anyone want to scare us? Good question, Lauren. Someone's motive for scaring us may be to stop us from investigating the book thefts. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought of that before. But why go to all the trouble of getting us back here to the last car on the train? Whoa! What was that? I don't know, but the whole observation car just gave a terrible jolt. And there was a loud noise coming from the vestibule between this car and the coach car in front of it. Is everyone okay? Yes, Reading Bug, I'm fine. That was a pretty good shake, but I'm, I'm still standing. The noise came from the vestibule, huh? Reading Bug, remember when we passed between train cars with Christopher when he was taking us on a tour of the train? What was it you said about train cars? Something about being able to change them around? Hmm, I mentioned that I read How Trains Work by Clive Clifford. In it, he says that each train car is hitched to the one in front of it and the one behind it using something called a coupler that allows the train operator to switch the train's configuration, move or remove train cars, or add new cars whenever they need. Yes, that's it. Reading bug, reader, if someone really wanted us off this case, don't you think they'd want us off this train? Whoa! Lauren, do you think someone is trying to separate the observation car from the rest of the train with us on it? Yes, I do. Quickly, back to the coach car, everyone. We've got to get off the observation car, fast! Whoa, stop! Lauren, look! The observation car has already separated from the rest of the train. There's a gap between the train cars, and it may be too far for you to jump. You're right, Reading Bug. Look, 
That must be the coupler there. It's stretched as far as it can go. The observation car is still connected to the rest of the train, but just barely. It could separate any minute. Reader, reading bug, what should we do? Someone loosened the coupler. I don't think anyone was planning on meeting us here. They just wanted to get us off the train. To tighten it again, you're going to need to turn that knob just under the train car. Can you reach it? Yes, I think I can reach it if I lie down and stretch out my arms. Got it, but it's too hard to turn. I think it may be stuck. Can you reach it too, reader? I need help turning the knob. Great job. Okay, on the count of three, turn the knob with me. Ready? One, two, three, turn. I think it worked. Again, one, two, three, turn. It's moving. Great work. One more turn and the cars will be close enough for you to step across again. Okay, reader, one more big turn. Ready? One, two, three, turn. We did it. Quickly, back across into the coach car. Phew, that was a really close call. I can't believe someone tried to trick us. Reader, who do you think would have done such a thing? Lauren? Reading bug? Reader? You're still here? I mean, what are you doing here in the uh, coach cabin? Maisie? I could ask you the same thing. What are you doing back here? We last left you in the dining car, and you seemed awfully surprised to see us here. Oh, yes, well, you see, I heard a loud clatter from the back of the train, the direction you three had headed, and I was worried you might be in trouble. So I rushed to the back of the train, only to see the coupler of the observation car separating from the rest of the train. I didn't know you were back there, or I would have tried to help, I promise. The sign here suggested that the observation car was closed. It was, but someone had invited us into the car, all alone. Oh, that's terrible. I'm so glad you're okay. And the train is still in one piece, is it? It was almost a travel story that would have secured my place in newspaper history. Catastrophe on the great 20th Century Limited. A train car separated and loose on the tracks. Passengers trapped inside. Deadly black widow spiders threatening them. What a story. Did you say newspaper history, Maisie? Sure, uh, maybe, yeah, but sadly not today. Guess it's back to the dining car for me. I'll see you three back there. Reading bug. Reader, did you hear what Maisie just said? Yes, she's right. It would have been a pretty incredible story for a travel writer. But I sure am glad you two were able to keep the observation car attached to the rest of the train. Right, but Maisie also said Black Widow spiders, didn't she? How could she have known about the spiders? Unless... Lauren, you're right. I think I know who our book thief is. You do? Who? Yes, I do. Follow me back to the dining car. Oh, wonderful. You're back. We're running out of time to solve this mystery. Christopher, I think we know who your book thief is. Well, the reading bug knows anyway. Really? But that's terrific news. Who is it? 
The thief, Christopher, is in this room. Please don't let anyone leave while I'm explaining my theory. Theory? Yes. It's an educated guess about what happened, based on all the clues we've discovered, and my theory is this. Ollie, oops. Wait! Me? But I told you! I know! You said you didn't do it, but you're the one who took Time Train out of my book bag, weren't you? I... Oh. Uh, you said it yourself. You only read books about time travel, and you were so interested in how Lauren, our reader friend, and I came to be aboard this train today that when Maisie's travel books were stolen, you used the commotion to sneak into my book bag, didn't you? Well, um, ah. Uh, oh, fine. Yes, yes. I snuck into the book bag. It was remarkable, really. It kept growing bigger and bigger until it was big enough that I could look inside. I dumped out the books and took a closer look. But the book bag didn't do anything else. It's not a time machine. It's just a book bag. So I left it where I found it, and that's when the time travel book caught my eye. So I snatched it. <gasps> Reading bug, you did it. You found the book thief! It's Ollie Oops! No, no, wait! I only took the one book! That's all! That's it! I promise! I didn't take any others. Just left them in a pile there. I only read... Time travel books! Yes! But when we started asking questions, you slid the book across the floor to make it look like Madame Magnifique was the thief. Yes. But just the one book. So how was it that on the Blue Comet, also from my book bag, but not about time travel, was also discovered. How? Are you going to tell us? Yes. Madame Magnifique. Moi? We. Mr. Oops wasn't the only one who used the disappearance of Macy's travel books as a distraction, was he? I am sure I do not know what you mean. Just like Mr. Oops, you wanted to get your hands on my book bag. But you weren't interested in time travel or even in the books. You wanted the book bag itself, for its beautiful ladybug print. You said so yourself, and you also said that you'd stop at nothing to get it. So you stole it. You stole it, but Mr. Oops hadn't dumped all the books out. And the one that remained inside, on the blue comet, tumbled out as you stuffed my book bag into your purse. That's how the second book came to be discovered by your table. Uh, um... Madame Magnifique. If you'd kindly empty the contents of your purse onto the table in front of you. Oh, fine. (gasps) (gasps) Reading bug! It's your book bag! We can go home! Great job! You solved the mystery! Madame Magnifique is the book thief! No! That's right. She's not the book thief. Remember, Madame Magnifique didn't care about the books. Only my book bag. So while she is a thief, She's not a book thief. Which brings me to Maisie Marks. Me? But it was my travel books that were stolen. Sure, your books were taken, but it was awfully suspicious that you just happened to be at the back of the train when the observation car's hitch was separated from the car in front of it. Oh, yes, and you knew about the spiders, but you said you hadn't been in the observation car. Exactly. Maisie... I believe you wrote the note that you gave to Lauren, our reader friend, and me. Remember, the note said, I promise my clue will help solve this mystery. 
and land me a spot in newspaper history. But you had no intention of helping us solve the mystery, did you? You just wanted a story that would make newspaper history. Yes, yes. I admit it. I lured you to the back of the train on the promise of a clue. I tried to separate the train cars, <gasps> but I am no thief. I just wanted to create the world's biggest travel story and see my name on the front page of the Chicago Tribune. I promise, travel writers never get front page stories. It's not fair. You're right. You aren't our book thief, Maisie. She's not? Maisie. Your travel books were taken from you, just as my book bag was taken from me. You didn't know that the spiders in the observation car weren't Black Widows at all. They were false Black Widows. They were? Well, that's a pretty dull story. Yes. False Black Widows, just like the one that startled Brian into spilling his sauce and distracted Christopher from the missing books at the beginning of the train ride. And there's only one passenger on this train, besides me, of course, that would know the difference between a Black Widow and a Steatota Grossa, the same person whose roomette Maisie took the spiders from to put in the observation car. Dr. Hennessy! Yes! Dr. Hennessy, the entomologist, in addition to bugs, entomologists also study arachnids. That's another name for spiders. Isn't that right, Dr. Hennessy? Yes. Arachnid is another name for spiders. And you placed the spider in the dining car, causing Brian to spill his sauce. Yes, I did put a spider in the dining car, but only because... And while Christopher and Brian were cleaning up, you stole all of those books, didn't you? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you our book thief, Dr. Hennessy. No, no, you don't understand. Reading bug, you did it. You solved the case! I can't believe it! Dr. Hennessy is the book thief! But why? Why would he steal all those books from strangers all over the train? What's his motive? I couldn't. It wouldn't stop. I had to. Hmm. Motive. You know, Lauren, reader, I can't think of a motive. In fact, I can't think of any reason why Dr. Hennessy would steal other people's books. Yes, yes. I took the books, all of them, but it's not my fault. He made me do it. He made you do it? Dr. Hennessy, what are you talking about? Who made you? Come with me to my roommate. I'll show you. Reader, reading bug, let's go. Up to the front of the train to see whatever it is Dr. Hennessy wants to show us. Christopher, Brian, don't let any of the rest of the passengers out of your sight. Each one of them was up to no good today. It all started so innocently. A perfect specimen, a never-before-seen worm species, a chance to make my mark on the entomology world. He was adorable, and at first, he didn't need much. A word here and there, a sentence, a paragraph. What is he talking about, reader? But soon, he became insatiable. I just needed to keep him thriving until the entomology conference, where I could show him to the world. The Bigfoot of the worm world. The Loch Ness monster of entomology. 
Many said they didn't exist, but this was going to be my chance to prove them all wrong. If I could keep feeding him, and feeding him, and feeding him. But it was never enough. Paragraphs grew into pages. Pages grew into chapters. Chapters grew into entire novels. The Bigfoot of the Worm World? I don't understand. Reader, do you? I think we're about to find out because here we are at Dr. Hennessy's roomette. Behold. <gasps> Reader, look at Dr. Hennessy's small roomette. It's littered with books. There are books everywhere. On the bed, tucked into the luggage rack, piled high near the window. Manuscripts, travel books, science fiction, and... <gasps> oh, look. Reading bug, it's the books about trains from your book bag. Dr. Hennessy, it's true. You are the train book thief. But, but why? You don't understand. I had to take the books. I had to take them for him. Him? Him who? Him. The Hennessy bookworm. Bookworm? Reader, look. On the small table in the center of the room is a glass aquarium with a log inside. And on that log is a... Worm! And a book! Yeah, yeah, a bookworm. After months of research and tracking, I finally discovered him. And like I said, at first it was easy. He devoured single words and sentences. But the more he consumed, the more he wanted. And when my collection of books at home was depleted, I had to find more books wherever I could. I didn't want to steal the books from other people, so I begged the bookworm to eat my diaries, newspapers, science magazines, and even my lab notebooks. But when I offered him my newspaper, listen to what he says. No, must be books. I like them best. When the ink is still wet and they're hot off the press. Picture books are very nice, but magazines just won't suffice. Graphic novels are tasty, too. But yucky newspapers just won't do. From books, I'll devour entire chapters. The delicious stories fill me with rapture. I can't get enough. Feed me more, 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 more. Give me more of those books that you know I adore. See? What was I to do? He demands books from me more every day. If I can't keep him full, I'm afraid he'll perish before I can show him at the entomology conference. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I never imagined it would come to this. Bookworm, I enjoy gobbling up good books, too. You do? Yes, but not with my mouth, with my eyes. I love to read books, books of every kind, long books, short books, mysteries, fantasies, graphic novels, you name it. Have you ever tried reading a good book instead of eating it? Reading, no. I have been so busy eating and growing that I never learned how to read. That's why I really like books with lots of pictures in them. But Bookworm, we can help you with that. We can teach you how to read. I'm confident you'll enjoy them even more. And the great thing about reading is that you get to find your favorite books and read them again and again and again. Again and again and again? That does sound great. I just devoured a wonderful novel 
that I just love to eat. I mean, read again if I could. You promise you'll teach me? We, We promise. promise. And maybe once you've curbed your appetite for books, you can join us in my book bag for an adventure. I think I'd really enjoy that. No more eating books? I think I'd enjoy that too. Not so fast, Doctor Hennessy. You've stolen all these books from other passengers. I'm afraid the police in Chicago will want to have a little chat with you once we arrive. In fact, I think the police will want to speak with all four of you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm completely innocent. innocent. I didn't no. do anything. Save it for the cops. As for you, Lauren, reading bug, reader, you really saved the day. Your detective skills were remarkable, and by catching the thief, you helped restore everyone's trust in the 20th Century Limited. How can I ever thank you? No need to thank us, Christopher. It was our pleasure to help. And besides, we had to find the reading bug's book bag and books. Remember? Thank you for showing us this incredible steam train. This is an adventure I won't soon forget. Me either. But I'm afraid now we have to head back home, back to the future, to our friends and families. The future? But reading bug, grab your books and let's be on our way. Hurry! Everyone, hop into the book bag with me. Hey, bookworm. Yes. Want to join us? It looks like Dr. Hennessy might not be making it to his entomology conference today. Oh yes, yes, yes! I'd love to join you. Okay then, follow me and let's jump into the book bag together. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look, the 20th Century Limited is disappearing, and so are all the books in my roomette. Uh oh, I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> Don't worry, bookworm. We'll be home in no time, and I'll start teaching you how to read today. We're floating up, up, up through the 20th Century Limited's plume of white steam and into the air as we make our way back home. What an exciting adventure! We were able to ride on a historic steam train, solve a mystery, and make a new friend—the bookworm. That's right. All those detective books I've been reading sure did come in handy today. I'll say they led you right to me. Reader, what was your favorite part of today's adventure? I'll play some music in just a little while, and we can all draw pictures of everything we saw and did today. I think I'll draw a picture of the 20th Century Limited chugging down the tracks. I'm going to draw a picture of all of us in the observation car with the spiders as it started to separate from the rest of the train. That was really scary. And I'm going to draw a picture of you, my new friends, coming to rescue me, and of some delicious books, of course. If you enjoyed today's adventure like I did and want to learn more about trains or detectives, you can read any of the books in my book bag. I have a complete list for you at www.thereadingbug.com/adventures. Are we home? Yes, we made it back, Bookworm, and I have a feeling your adventure is just beginning. Reader, you were an enormous help on today's adventure. Thank you. Without you, I'm not sure we would have ever solved the mystery of the missing books, found the reading bug's book bag, and made it back home. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. 
Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Now that our adventure is over, I think it's time for some reading lessons, Bookworm. Follow me! And I think it's time for us to get back to our families, don't you, reader? But before we go, I'm going to play some coloring music for you to color to. The reading bug and I would love to see what you draw. So if you can, please share it with me on social media or through thereadingbug.com. Reader, it was so nice to meet you, and I can't wait to see you again. Maybe on another adventure. You've got it, Bookworm. Goodbye, reader. Bye-bye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations, too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode was sponsored by Sourcebook's new book, the Elephant's Guide to Hide and Seek by Kirsten Hayes and Gladys Jose. Three, two, one. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> reading bug, I see you've been reading our sponsoring book. I sure have. Found you. Come on, you can do better than that. You know, Lauren, elephants are great at many things, but playing hide and seek is not one of them. But this book is excellent. It's a picture book that offers sympathy, support, and superior hiding solutions for our elephant friends. With just a little help, they can become hide-and-seek champions. (laughs) I don't know about that. Elephants are awfully big to be playing hide-and-seek. No offense, of course. The Elephant's Guide to Hide-and-Seek is a great book for story time. Grown-ups will love the silly story, and kids will have fun finding the elephant on each page. And elephants will enjoy the useful hide-and-seek tips and tricks. The book also ends with a wonderful, heartwarming message about friendship. It's a fantastic read-aloud that you can enjoy over and over, and I'm happy to recommend it. Now, Reading Bug, what do you say? Are you up for a little game of hide-and-seek? I sure am! Of course you can play too, Elephant! Please support our sponsor, Sourcebooks, by purchasing The Elephant's Guide to Hide-and-Seek by Kirsten Hayes and illustrated by Gladys Jose at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing millions of lives, book by book. Thank you, Sourcebooks, for your support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me and Chloe Savage, and by Brandon Savage, Caitlin Savage, Rob DeCruz, Dan Shern, Shannon Shern, and my nephew, Matthew Shern. Original music was written and performed by me and by Dan and Matthew Shern, and mixing and mastery for this episode was by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. 
Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Her locomotive shines, steam pours from her stack. Coal is burning, pistons turning, hugging the track. She's the most amazing train that I've ever seen. We're moving now, let's chug along while blowing off steam. Chug, chug. years, the past and the curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100 plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.